Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome back to Above Par. This is Kathy. I'm so excited to have you here, that you're back and you're listening. And I'm starting my workshop, my live workshop tonight, which if you have not participated in that, you want to make sure that you get on the wait list because this is where I dive in and I teach you all the things that we talk about in this podcast. I put it into a formula. I show you how to manage your brain and your thoughts and your emotions around the game of golf so that you can show up with more of your talent so you can get out of your own way so that you can enjoy the game more, all things that are super valuable. And they're tools that you can use on and off the golf course, which I think is the best part about all of it. I'm gonna have these on a regular basis. If you didn't make it into this one, then make sure that you keep looking out. I will post when I have the next one. I call it the best golf lesson you never had because we spend so much of our time focusing on our swing that this is the one area that I think you can save the most shots and get the most pleasure out of the game if you can manage your mind around it. I hope you can join me there. So today I wanna talk about not finishing well or you feeling like you are a person who does not finish well. We come into 14 or 15, we have four holes left to play, 15, 16, 17, 18, those last couple holes and we feel like we mess up coming in. And we can either lose a match, we can ruin a score, or we can just feel crappy that we maybe bogey the last couple holes coming in. And I wanna talk about a couple different reasons why that might happen uh, so that you can prevent that going forward or you can just look at it a different way. The first thing is that you literally could have physical fatigue. You could be tired, right? I mean, it could be hot, it could be humid, you could be dehydrated, low blood sugar, just a long day. Who knows, you're just tired. And what happens when you're tired is our swing gets sloppy. We can move around a little bit more, our tempo can get off, our swing can get long. We can hit some very bad shots. And I think actually on a little bit of a tangent, one of the moves that you can make in your swing that produces the ugliest shots is a sway, in my opinion. And when I get tired, I can sway. And if you have tight hips, you can sway. If you start hitting shots and they're kind of squirrely shots, they're like going, what the heck was that? Who was that? I never hit shots like that. The first thing I would always go to is your swaying. And a sway is not so much in your upper body, while that can be a sway, I really focus more on your hips. If your hips slide at all to the side on your backswing, you're going off center and it can really affect where the club bottoms out and hit some really ugly shots. We do that when we're tired. We can start hitting some ugly shots coming in and that could be a reason why you don't finish very well. Another reason you might not finish very well is mental fatigue or decision fatigue. You know, I talk about how in the beginning of the day you're given a number of chips, I liken them to poker chips, that you get to use throughout the day, and once they're gone, they're gone. These are your chips to use for focus and concentration and decision making, right? It's not like someone actually gives you these chips. I'm just using this as an analogy. And we wanna be very selective on what we give these chips to and where we dole them out. And what can happen is if you're playing around where you feel like you have to focus a lot and concentrate a lot, and there's a lot of decisions to make or you're tweaking your swing or you came from a busy day at work or at home and you're just a little mentally tired anyway, what can happen is we come into those last few holes and we're just mental toast. We have nothing left up there. We don't think very well. We make bad decisions. We can't focus, we can't concentrate. 
And that can be a huge reason on why you might not be finishing very well coming in. The third reason it could be is that you just bogeyed 17 and 18. They're not exempt from bogeying them. We can't really control for the most part where our bogeys fall or double bogeys fall or whatever that number is for you. You can bogey one one day and 18 the next day and 10 or 12. You're likely going to bogey all the holes at some point when if you play the same golf course over and over again. It could be that you just bogey the last hole. It doesn't feel very good. We never like to finish with a bogey. We never like to walk off the green with a bogey. It doesn't feel very good. If we do it a couple times, what happens is we start labeling ourselves as a person who doesn't finish well. Then as we come into 15 and 16, we start telling ourselves the story. Well, this is the point where I don't finish very well. This is the point where I screw up coming in because I've done it in the past. And this is the story I'm telling about myself. I've labeled myself as this person who doesn't finish very well. And what happens when you do that to your brain is your brain wants to look for evidence to make sure that you're right. Your brain will say to you, oh, okay, well, let's figure out ways that we can screw this up. And you're like, see, there you go. You didn't finish very well. And you create more evidence on why you're not a person who finishes very well. Because I have people who come to me, well, Kathy, I can prove to you that I don't finish very well. Let me show you my scorecards over the last four or five rounds. And I say, of course, because it's like you saying to yourself, I'm a person who always trips going up the stairs. You maybe tripped one or two times and you label yourself as a clumsy person who trips going up the stairs. So now all of a sudden, you start thinking about going up the stairs every time. You're not walking up the stairs with the best of your ability. You're not walking up the stairs nice and relaxed or confident. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about each step. You're thinking about what you do every time you walk or move going up those stairs. When that happens, it's more likely that you will trip going up those stairs. The same thing happens on the golf course. You want to intercept that story. You want to start telling yourself a different story. You have to realize that you telling that story is going to keep producing that result for you. That's your first step. The second step is you have to notice that that thought doesn't feel very good because by the time you come into 14 or 15, you're feeling a little defeated. You're like, yeah, this is the part of the round where I start messing up, coming in, wah, wah. right? You feel a little defeated and you kind of give up and your brain starts to prove to you that you're right and you want to intercept that story. And how do you do that? You do that by creating something more neutral. You don't have to go to positive. You don't have to go, I'm a great finisher. I'm the best finisher at the club. I'm the most amazing finisher because your brain will spit that out to you and say, well, that's totally BS. You want to go to something more neutral on your way there. And what neutral would look like is it's possible I could finish well today. I finished well in the past. One day I'm going to finish well. Anything along those lines, while it doesn't feel great and it doesn't feel horrible, it's neutral and it helps you not be in the back of your brain. It helps you look for those possibilities. It helps you focus a little better and show up better on those last few holes. You have to start telling yourself a different story. It cannot be the story that you are a person who does not finish very well. And then the fourth reason is, is that you can start focusing on your results and your score before you finish, right? And this happens for a lot of people. It is probably one of the biggest hurdles in golf is that we start adding up our score before we, we finish the Ryan or, or sign the scorecard or even walk onto the 18th tee. And when we start focusing on the results, we can do a couple different things. One is we can get very defensive, like don't make any mistakes. Don't screw up coming in. You have a good round going on, right? When you tell yourself those stories, you get very defensive. You get into prevent mode. You're trying not to make mistakes. You can have a tendency to decelerate, be tentative over the ball, tentative over putts. You're not showing up as the same person who got to 14 or 15 being calm. Now you're trying to prevent mistakes from happening. You're guarding against them so that you can kind of stumble your way in. 
Or the other thing that you can do is start pushing for birdies, pushing for really good shots. And you start saying, I need to play these last few holes really well, or I have to make a birdie coming in. Anytime you say the words, I have to, or I need to, that puts pressure on you. You could be a person who, when you say that, you feel focused and driven, maybe. You gotta decide, but for the most part, I would say a vast majority of people, when they say the words, I have to make a birdie, I have to make this putt, I need to hit this in the fairway, I need to make a par here, we feel pressure. And when you feel pressure, again, it shows up in your body. You're not gonna be making the same swings that you made over the last 13 or 14 holes. Part of the reason why we focus on our results and our score is because of what we make that score mean. What does it mean to you to shoot that number or win that match or to finish well? What do you make it mean about you? What do you make it mean about your golf game? Sometimes we worry about what other people think and it's that feeling at the end of the round that puts our brain on high alert. Our brain is like going, guess what? Like you need to play well because otherwise you're gonna feel this way when you get done and you don't wanna feel that way. So I need to put you on to high alert. Like there's danger. There's a saber tooth tiger at the end of the round when you sign your scorecard, unless you do these things coming in. It puts a lot of pressure on your golf game. The goal, the goal for all golfers is to stay as present as you can over every shot. You wanna show up over every ball being calm and certain and confident the best that you can. You want to notice that your brain is thinking it's in danger, thinking that there's a problem and you wanna redirect it. You wanna to talk to your brain like it's a person. I have clients who name their brain from Helga, Bruno to shithead. <laughs> it's that part of the brain that starts chirping at you and you wanna tell it like, listen, I know what you're doing. There is no problem here. I got this. And you wanna make sure that you're getting back into your prefrontal cortex. You also want to make sure that you have tools that can get you out of the back of your brain up to the front of your brain on purpose. Sometimes we can't do it with thoughts. We have a hard time quieting our brain. That is what I teach in the workshop. You want to have some of those tactics with you that you can pull out when you really need them, when you can't get yourself out of all that chatter and negative talk and negative feeling so you can focus over the golf ball. Because we know that when we stand over the golf ball and we're not in one of those three C's, I call it calm, certain, or confident, most of your talent is not going to come out. So the goal is always to get into that place where you can swing your best. There are ways that you can get up to where you can at least focus. Because when we're in the back of our brain, when we're anxious and when we're feeling stress and when we're feeling pressure, we don't have access to being able to focus. That's why you can make some stupid mistakes coming in. Like I was really nervous, I swung, I wasn't even thinking. I've totally forgot that was a short side of the hole and I hit it over there. Right? All these things, we make these mistakes that we can't believe we're making and we blame and shame ourselves for doing it, but I'm telling you that all that is happening is you really just don't even have access to being able to focus. Our brain isn't designed to think clearly if we're in fight or flight. We need to fight or flight, not negotiate. <laughs> it's just good to know that that is what your brain is doing. You just want to keep redirecting your brain. You do have to talk to yourself. It would look like I can see I'm focusing on my results. I'm just going to stay present and focused over each shot. One shot at a time. I'll add them up when they're in. Whatever works for you. The words that I say might not resonate with you. You want to come up with your own variation of them. But just understand it's, it's probably the biggest hurdle for most golfers is not focusing on your score not focusing on that end result while you're still in the middle of the golf course. So don't beat yourself up if that happens. So to recap, if you're not finishing well, you either have physical fatigue, which is pretty easy to figure out. You have mental fatigue, 
Just notice if you're just tired in your head, you can't think very well. You might have energy, but your brain is kind of mush. And if you have that situation enough times, that could be a reason why you don't finish well. And then you start labeling yourself a person who doesn't finish well, which is the third reason that's maybe just where those bogeys fell. And you don't want to make any bigger deal out of it than that. If you do start labeling yourself a person who doesn't finish well, you want to intercept those thoughts and come up with something more neutral. It's possible I could finish well today. One day I might be able to finish well. Anything along those lines, I like to add a little buffer to them to create some neutrality in the thought. Neither good nor bad doesn't excite us, but it's better than negative. And then the fourth reason is that we end up focusing on our results. We start focusing on what our score is going to be, on what that's going to mean to us, and it puts our brain on high alert. We get anxious and we feel pressure and we feel stress, and then we end up making swings and decisions that are a little out of character. They're not the same person that showed up for the first 14 holes. That can also be a reason why you're not finishing well. Just redirect your brain. Just kind of tell your brain, I know what you're up to, but I got this. There is no danger. There is no saber-toothed tiger standing on the 18th green. So I hope this helped. I hope the next time you go out there and play, you are focused and present and certain and calm and confident on those last three or four holes and that you finish very strong. All right, my friends, you got this. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.